This is a production of the AJ Podcast Network. of the Passage Home Podcast starring the Dr. Stanley Russian and I'm your co-host Back Civilian. So go ahead and visit us on www.linktree.com forward slash Passage Home Podcast. There you can find all of our links. And oh, don't forget to ask Alexa to play Passage Home Podcast for you from iHeartRadio. And one more thing, don't forget about my other podcast starring my boy AJ, myself, and our newest co-host Anne-Marie on I Can Relate to That Podcast where we talk about a lot of things that we all can relate to. Now you want to find us? Go to www.linktree.com forward slash AJ and Bax. And don't forget to ask Alexa to play that I can relate to that podcast for you. Now, if you're interested in getting a hold of us or you want to sponsor the show, reach us at passagehomepodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's passagehomepodcast at gmail.com. Now, without further ado, Dr. Stanley Russian, how you doing today, sir? Amazing. By the grace of God, everything is amazing. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh, let's just jump in. I got. I have a brother on the line, um, and uh, he. You know, we had a little technical difficulty, but we have him here. And for full disclosure, I want. I, I want to say that. Uh, First of all, he's my closest friend, and and so I know a lot about his background, and I I, I want to um, you know bring him in, but I just briefly want to say that um, um, we we go way back uh, at least thirty years straight doing some miraculous things here in in uh, in California. He's in Arizona right now, but I want to introduce um, my friend, my cohort, uh, Terrence Pearson, and, and I want to ask him to give us a, he's another brother that very humble, uh, uh, he lets it flow straight from the most high, and without further ado, uh, Terrence, are you there? Yes, I'm here, Stan. I'm not sure if I can live up to what you just said, but I'm here. You'll see what I just said. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so and you, you another brother that if you did your whole bio, it would take up the whole show. So um, give, us a, give us a nice little piece, a taste of, of your bio. And I'm put the disclaimer out there already that it don't come from him, it's just coming through him. So that should we just <laughs> release him to to expound on some of the amazing things that we've been able to do and he's been able to do. Uh, yes, the, you, yeah, you and I have been, that you and I have done throughout the years. I'm in construction, uh, architectural background, um, but I've done mostly technology. Um, 
uh, dealing with electrical, high power, all the way down to solar, fiber optics. Um, I've worked uh, as a project manager on a lot of hospitality projects from Texas all the way to Aspen, Colorado. Uh, did the Western in Aspen, Colorado. That was like four years ago. I have projects right now. Um, we just finished one in New York. Um, I'm in Florida. I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm in Fresno. I'm in Los Angeles. Of course, that's my headquarters right now. I started in Philadelphia in, in 1986. I came out here in Cali in, in 1990, and that's the year I met Stan. And we've been together and talked to each other every day. <laughs> so um, that's that's who I am in a nutshell. I, 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 I own a construction consulting company, and, um, and that's pretty much what I do. I'm in construction, commercial construction. That's oh, your favorite. Uh, commercial is your favorite but that doesn't preclude a lot of other things we've done uh, yes. with rest, restaurants um, shoe stores um, CVS's Starbucks and, and, <laughs> Starbucks. and we're laughing <laughs> about that because we did so many Starbucks that I went to I, I met him one day at a Starbucks you know the for a job that we were doing and the uh we sitting there he said stan he said do you remember when you put that soffit up there and i said i don't ever remember being in here (laughs) 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 and that's that's how much work we've done so um i need to make a switch here right quick but uh i want you to speak on uh, just speak on what this one. We we didn't just do projects. We did amazing projects. I just want you to speak on the one project we did after the Rodney King riot, and and give me a second. Oh, um, they wanted a contractor who could move on a project uh, quickly, and it took us almost three months to prepare, and we built a Taco Bell back in seventy two hours, and uh, we had the city and the inspectors. Matter of fact, I had trailers for all the inspectors so they could sleep, and I, I went. I used to wake them up in the middle of the night, but we got it done. 72 hours right there on Rosecrans and Central, okay? Um, but amazing projects is the uh, project that I did in 1987. Um, that was right before I went to Africa. We, I worked on a Dr. Green's project, and it was the first project here in the United States. Now they got seven plants. Uh, we turned human feces into road aggregate. And that was the first plant in the United States. It was right there in Philadelphia. That's when I started my company. Um, and then from there, uh, we went over to uh, Cameroon, Africa, uh, to build a baby food plant for Libby's corporations. Yeah, so uh, I'm amazing. That was a phenomenal project. I was in charge of a, of a chem putting out 3.8 million BTUs. Max, do you have any questions? No, no, we're here. We're listening. A couple of things that, that came to mind. So the first thing that came to mind was, um, you know, I, it's, I, the fact that you're in a uh, commercial construction, right? Um, how do you feel yes. about the 3D industry as they, you know, move forward and they, and they, you know, they try to make a machine where it builds a building within 24 hours and it uses less manpower? How do you feel about that? I, I'm all about the technology. I mean, they've been doing this 
and 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 J- Japan for a long time now. The technology has gotten very sophisticated. They just finished a project for the Marriott and Palm Springs, which is a uh, which is um, and it was a a hundred key, a uh, hundred rooms. So um, you know, they and it was uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think it was five floors. So they they you know it was all prefab panels and they put everything together uh, a lot slower than than um, Japan Japan and they slap them up you know they could they could finish a, a ten foot floor within about five months <laughs> you know it's, you know but as far as three D um, you have to you have to if you can do something like that I mean you know uh, it's like building a a, a, a spaceship in in mm-hmm. you know um, in, in space and you know you, you got consultants in Russia you have the consultants over in Japan you got the consultants over here in the United States and everybody has to be in the same system and those are three different systems that you're working with okay yeah. three th- different mathematical systems and you all have to work as one so yeah I, I, I love 3, 3D dimensioning I love 3D modeling uh, you know uh, there's a company called um, uh, one of the largest the largest contract in the United States, when they do a project, you know, it's in the billions of dollars. So they're spending a million in, in a prototype in a big warehouse so their clients can come and look at this building and it's sitting 30 feet in the air and, you know, because it's, you know, 30 feet, or 30, 30 floors, you know, which is probably about 300 feet in the air. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, they, they do this, um, you know, and Modeling has been, you know, before they built the project, has been going on since the Masons were the first to start modeling. You know, they they were, you know, building when they was building those chapels over in England and in France. They did three D modeling before they erected it to make it sure it worked. And that was structural engineering at, at you know, at, you know, building all those stone keys, and, and that was just phenomenal engineering back in those days. You know, but you have phenomenal engineers. <laughs> you know. Wow, that's awesome. Right, that's right. awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, T- Terrence, so yes, you touched a little bit on um where we were going with the second question. So okay. when you first went to Africa and Cameroon back, what did you say, fifty fifty years ago? Yeah, about yeah. I was it was uh it was in uh, 80, 87, 88 when I went. Wow, wow, it was about two years yeah. before you me. And so yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, so when you first put, you know, as an African American, I just need for you to express to my audience what did it feel like spiritually when you stepped on that continent? Uh, I you know, I, I, I expected a lot to be honest with you. I, I already yeah. spent two years in the Philippines. Um, and, and, you know, you know, in, in the eighties also. So I spent, I already spent two years in the Philippines and I spent six months over in Panama. So I, I've already somewhat seen, you know, uh, third world and I expected to see that there, which I did, but, um, but it was, it was, it was a lot more than what I expected, you know, a lot more than what you see on TV. I felt like I stepped where my people came from. I mean, you gotta understand, we we don't know who we are, you know. And I just, you know, and I, I, everybody wants to go home. Everybody wants to go to 
Africa. That's, that's our home as a black man. That's, that's, that's our home. And I was blessed to grow up in a black neighborhood in Detroit. I was, you know, so I was surrounded by everything that was black in the 70s and the 60s. Okay, right. everything was black. My teachers were black. The cops in my neighborhood was black. The store owners are in, 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 in the corner, which is the grocery store, was black. And we didn't have any uh, any any other but black there. Um, so right. when I, you know, so I I, mean, I know the black experience, but I also know the foreign experience because, like I said, I went to the Philippines first. No, I went to Panama first. Then I went to the Philippines, and then two years later, I was in Africa, and. Mm-hmm. Um, let me ask you like this. How did they make you feel when you were there? I, because that's a French-speaking co- country and my interpreter was white, I didn't get the reception I expected. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I didn't, you know, and I was young and full of stupidity anyway, so arrogant, <laughs> if you can imagine that. Uh, you know, but, I, you know, Knowing now what I should have known then, I I, I want to go back. You know, and I want I, I always wanted to go back and do it right. Um, um like I said, uh, I didn't have the the reception I, I that I thought I should have had. And um, uh, like I said, I don't I didn't speak French so to this day. I, I don't speak French, so I had a, a, a white interpreter everywhere I went, and and it, 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 I felt like. If I wanted to speak to them, they didn't want to speak to me unless I had the interpreter with me. So I couldn't get, I, you know, I had a couple of, you know, that, that dealt with me on a personal basis, but there was far in between. What part of, where was this I at again? Every day. This and is in Cameroon. This? Cameroon. Hmm. Yeah, Cameroon, Cameroon in Africa. That's crazy because I, we begin, I get, we get different stories. We say one, one minute we get is all love and... So it must be certain parts of Africa That's, where you know they must be a little. You gotta bit understand, behind. man. That was that was that was in the early eighties. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Early eighties. Yeah, and uh, things are totally different since then. You know, I mean, Stan can tell you how many projects we went after, uh, and the Chinese would just beat us out. You know, and the Chinese went over there and screwed everything up. Now they're calling us back. You know, but um, you know, uh, you know, like I said, I don't, I don't speak French. I was only there for like five months, okay? And I was there to, my, my job, I designed, we designed the machine and placed them. And my job was the project manager lay out all the machinery and all the cutting machinery and, and, uh, and, and set it in place, and, you know, before it even poured the concrete. That was my job. And like I said, I, yeah, I, I, you know, come on, man. I was in my 20s too, so. Yeah. <laughs> I was young, dumb, and full of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I understand. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really, I walked on water. You know, I, that's how I felt anyway. You know what I mean? You know, and um, I, I, my humble came in a lot later in life. <laughs> I understand. I understand. I understand. Yeah. 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 I, I was so, not humble. So- Finally, from what you experienced over there firsthand and what you know now, and I'm educating my audience and what we can do now to to uh, enhance and thrive as a people over there as an African-American. What? what would, yeah. Yeah. Um, what would you I've, I've, do? I've always to them. 
right now, my my goal, because I'm on the border of Master Vocational College, and my goal is to really go over there and educate in technology. And not only educate, but create a program so they can do on the job training, okay, and get out there, not only as workers, but as entrepreneurs and bidding on projects and become self-sufficient. Uh, and that's, that's pretty much what I'm doing in the city of Riverside. Uh, we teach construction management estimating, um, uh, you know, CAD, uh, computer-aided design, um, uh, fiber optics, and solar systems. And, you know, and those are the, that's the wave of the future. And we need to do the same thing to our, to our people there. I mean, even here, United States, and Stan can contest this. When I first came here to California, you know, blacks controlled all the electrical. They controlled all the concrete. They controlled all the the drywall. The only thing we held on to was the was the, was the electrical, and, and 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 we pretty much lost that to the Vietnamese. Yeah, Vietnamese is taking that that position from us, and they 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 got it on lock. Electrical and HVAC, they got it on lock. You know. But, you know, uh, we, we still hold a technology. We still got the fiber optics. We still have these entities that we can still use and market here in the United States. But really, we need to take it to Africa because, you know, education and, uh, and, and building vocational colleges and university. You know, and right now they've got a degree in, in construction management, <laughs> you know. So, right. it, yeah, so let's, you know, let's, let's get that over to them. So they, they don't have to deal with the Chinese. The Chinese went over there and raped them. And every other ethnic group, including the French, the English, Japanese, everybody, and now the Chinese is going over there raping them. Okay? And, and like I said, we've been losing contracts, and Stan can contest this. We've been, how many projects have we bid over there, Stan? And we're losing to the Chinese. And mm-hmm. they go over there, and, yeah, and they don't, they don't educate and do, them. And do, and do substand, they do substand substand work. work. They, don't, yeah. They don't train not one person. Not, not one person. To, they bring their guys over maintain, from China. Right. Yeah. Uh, but let me throw some statistics. They even bring their own prostitutes. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Uh, right. And so, and and um, they had to they had to uh, import their own condoms too because they couldn't wear the condoms that the Africans were wearing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, um, the, the thing was, thing is, is that what I'm hearing you say is that the opportunity is phenomenal because yeah. the, the average person that's listening, they can see what the Arabs did when they came here with the stores and stuff. They can see what uh, the Chinese did when they came here. They can see what the the Vietnamese. Uh, the Italians, with just, just, I was just telling somebody this morning, most people don't even know what terrazzo is, and uh-uh. and um and the, the the Italians came over here and locked the market up, locked terrazzo. it up, and, 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 and the Greeks, and, and the Greeks, they import, they imported yep. the raw material, they did train that no no other race of people ever know, know how yeah. to do it. And so if you ask the question, what is terrazzo? Terrazzo is what you see anytime that you go to like a theater and it's got a canopy over it and you look down on the ground and it looks like marble and you see these little 
Uh, most most city halls have travel in it. Most government facilities have travel as they and fire Yes, as they finish on the floors and the columns and yeah, it's, it's and very stairs and so. Yes, and, yeah. and it's very expensive to do. Uh, no other trades uh, train people to do that. And so, but the Italians just locked it up. So, and and it, and the thing about it, the gangsters. Whenever you watch the gangster movie, you see them talking about how many jobs you got, how many jobs you got, <laughs> so, because they they know that a criminal, a mass murderer, can get into a union and never be questioned, and make top dollar to cover all the other money that he's stealing <laughs> and stuff. Yep. And so yeah. so uh, that that's just that money they're making is way above what we would make, but it's chunk yeah. change and, to them yeah. what they're they making. Yeah. And, that, and, 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 and that's the whole thing. If you go over there mm-hmm. and you're training you, you now you got a force. But now you make that force to be reckoned with. Now I got a force you need to reckon. Okay, mm-hmm. so and, and so it, that's what the unions do and, and still did and still doing to this day. If we go over there and created a union with trained people, technology and, and, and just certified and, re- and not only certified, but got OJT and, and, and experienced boot, we'd be a force to reckon with. And then we become that union for Africa. Wow. That sounds that sounds great. Like, you, you, you know, you know what I mean. What, what I mean, just I, I was, a, I was, a, like I said, since I'm in Phoenix, so I, I came out on my on my my job site. I'm building a, a forty five thousand square foot building, forty five feet in the air. Okay, so my foundation's in. I got my CMU up. That's, I see this guy. He got he's all suited and booted. I'll go over and talk to him. And first thing came off his mouth is, "I am with this union." Blah 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 blah. Okay, I didn't bow down to him, but I respectfully got him off my project immediately because I know what they could do. And so I didn't want him to fold his arms. I know if he folds his arms, I'm in trouble, and I'm going to have to fight this guy in court. <laughs> and that's what—that's the kind of power they carry. They've always carried that power. Always, the biggest union on this planet are the Masons. That's why they started. They started throwing up brick. <laughs> You can go anywhere in the world and say you're amazing. You got a job, not only a job, but a place to stay. And that makes that makes sense. <laughs> that make that make a lot of sense because uh, you know, like like uh, I got family members that 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 are, and you know, even in the fifties and forties where you couldn't have nothing, they had their own business. So that makes a lot of yeah. sense. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, and, and just you know, as as. Black people, we just, <laughs> we need to make that sense and recognize. Mm-hmm. You know, we are a force to be reckoned with. Okay, but until you create that force, you're going to get ignored. Yes, sir. I you have to that. reckon, and that's that's what's going on. We now we 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 have we have the funds now, gentlemen. Just got to be put in the right spot and put them on the ground floor. And that's education. That's that's vocation. That's vocation. Mm-hmm. Germany, they have the largest vocation network in the world. And then they have the most 
technology in the world because they teach vocation. They teach vocation first. Yeah. So I'm I'm hearing I'm really uh, satisfied with what I'm hearing because this question I think this is one of the best answers I've gotten to this question because what I'm hearing you say, uh, well, we just alike because we've been through the same thing. Yes, sir, we have. We, you know, I I went skydiving last week, which was insane and extreme, but that's how all the work that Terrence and I have done. We, we we didn't do over the 30 years, we didn't do normal stuff. Everything yeah. was <laughs> was extreme. Our first job, we worked for about a week straight doing 23 hour days. Yeah. That was insane. We, we were young. <laughs> in the, inside we were, of, we inside were of, of <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and doing an El, El, El Nino. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, we, we, yeah. If anybody knows me, they know me. I'm a, I'm a workaholic. Yeah, so I slow down a lot now, but yeah, thirty years ago, man, please. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm not married. That's not my. That's why I'm not married to my first wife. <laughs> Yeah, that's what's yeah. up. That's what's up. Yes, yeah, sir. So are, the pe- are the people that are the people to network with? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. in answering the third question, Terrence hit it on the head about job training and what we can bring to Africa. Because I'm gonna tell this last story. We're running out of time. Um, I watched a news magazine show. I don't come on in anymore, but they went to the Congo. And they were interviewing this one Chinese guy who became a multi-millionaire. And he only arrived in China with a shirt on his back. And what he did was he, he uh, went into a village. And they have natural resources everywhere that because you got to understand that if you see a diamond on the ground that diamond came all the way from the core of the earth all the way up that's why they mine diamonds because you find one on top that means all the way back down to the core you got more diamonds and so so there are a lot of minerals that are there like uh iron ore bauxite and so bauxite is what they make aluminum out of. Iron ore is what they make iron out of. And so this guy, he he, he went and he dug two holes in the ground. He used the villagers to gather iron ore and stockpile it. Then he dug two holes. One was to smelt and melt the um, um, the iron ore. The other one was to cast it. And what he did with it, all he made was some some iron balls that are used in industry in China to do other things for machinery and stuff. Hmm. But he he for free he had the best quality material to ship back to China and stuff. And what he and so. Here's the problem with that. In doing that, 
you you've seen steel mills on TV, and you've seen all those sparks and stuff when you're pouring steel and you're cooling it off molten steel, and 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 so the steel that was popping off that making those balls cool them off and and casting them were burning were burning the lead. I want to say that you know this this guy he he went over with the shirt on his back. He he um, started collecting iron ore. He had the villagers uh, smelt this metal into iron balls that are used in industry in China. So he was getting free material, making pure iron ore balls that last longer than what, what, whatever type of stuff they were using and shipping it back to China. And from that, he became wealthy. But in the, in the, in the interim of him doing that, the, the Africans that were working for him were burning themselves with, you know, because when you cool off metal, it throws off sparks and stuff at, at a shrapnel and all kinds of things. And they were showing catastrophic burns on the Africans' legs. They were only sitting there working with sandals and shorts on, which is unheard of. So I'm, 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 and it was all for his greed. And he's sitting there, he was laughing about how he don't pay no taxes to the Congolese government. He don't pay no taxes to China and that he was a free man and, and, and just exploiting Africa on that level. Now I said, I mentioned the story for this. This is how I look at it. Uh, Joe Jackson and Bishop Magic Don Juan have something in common. And what they have in common is they both started out working in the steel mills in, in Gary Nana and stuff. They went different directions in their life, but they know enough as black men how to, that all the protection they had on boots, uh, chaps on their legs so that molten level molten um, iron ore don't touch your body and stuff. You know, and they they would have enough respect even if they went over with their knowledge to set up to do the same thing they were doing but with safety. And so what we represent as black men uh, is the ability to what I'm hearing from terrorists. We we can just you know. Go over there, train, take over. Everything is there. All we need to do is 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 uh, apply ourselves on that level because we have we are from there. We we have a vested interest because those are our people, and, and and the people that are exploiting them are are not training them to any end where they can prosper. And but and and they care nothing about their health, and, and no. I, so I'm, I heard all that and what Terrence was talking about, and so uh, Terrence, we got one minute left. Can you uh, close it out? Yeah. So it was definitely great having the other Terrence <laughs> and Doctor Stanley because my name is Terrence too. So you know, great great minds think alike. But I got a lot that got I got a lot to catching up to do. <laughs> But um, I definitely want to network and uh, connect with you brothers. Uh, me, my brother, my younger brother, and he got a team 
um, that's actually in Philadelphia right now. And these brothers are literally getting ready to go invest in some property out in Philly. Um, you know, as we know, you know, okay. if you think about Philadelphia, they, they're gentrifying the whole uh, Philadelphia right now. So they're getting ready to go put some money down in Philly. But, you know, it might be good for them to think about going to Africa, put some money down and, and invest in Africa. So we definitely want to talk to both of you brothers, Dr. Stanley and, and you, sir, and maybe we can connect and we can network. You know, this is what it's about is uh, networking with your brothers, with your people, with your mentors, with your elders. So we can figure this life thing out and move forward and, and, and get on our passage home. So there we have it, ladies and gentlemen, with another great interview. Uh, happy to have you yeah. on the show. Thank, Dr. Dr. Stanley. Thank you, Terrence. Russian, you never failed to amaze me. And uh, you have a great day. Hold me down, you hold me back Back then I wish you would've showed me that All we do is fight, go tick for tack This my last night, this shit's a wrap I'm pushing and pulling, I want you but you wanna leave This is a production of the AJ Podcast Network